You're listening to the Hash It Out Podcast with your hosts, Samantha Harris, business mentor and marketing strategist, and Hannah LeBron, licensed esthetician and San Diego spa owner. Together, we're using our startup savvy and six-figure experience to hash out all your business struggles, build up your bottom line, and encourage you along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's hash it out. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Hash It Out Podcast. Hannah here. And Sam. I am the owner of Beauty by Hannah LeBron, a San Diego spa. And I'm a marketing strategist. Um, my business is called Octa Social, and I've got content and connection too. So today we're going to talk about our husbands, how they play a role in our business, and um, how they support us, and how we got them on board to agree with us opening our own businesses, pretty much. Yeah. All right, I'll go first. So Chaz and I met in ninth grade. It was 2006. I had just moved to Washington from, uh, from California, and I moved from a really big city to a small town. Our um, school only had 800 kids in it and about 200 in our class. And so I was there for like a semester, a quarter maybe, however they like when they break up the classes. I think it was a semester. And I hadn't met anyone named Chaz yet. So when this kid that sat next to me in science class mentioned his best friend Chaz, I didn't believe that this person existed. And then the second semester comes along and sitting in the weird kid's seat is Chess. And I was like, oh my gosh, I thought you were made up. Because <laughs> what a weird name. And that kid was weird, so I just thought he was lying about it. Um, Chaz and I were best friends within literally like five minutes. Um, we totally clicked, and we were friends for about a year until we started dating. Um, we were 15 when we started dating, and then we got married at 19. We basically decided right when we met each other that we had the same goals and had, you know, all the same vision and wanted the same things in life. And, um, yeah, we probably, if we were adults when we met, we probably would have been married within a year. But we were together four years, got married at 19, uh, moved to San Diego at 22, 21, almost 22, I think. And we started our first business together when we were 18. And then we started another business when we were 24. And then we started Octus Social when I was 25. So that's kind of our story. We've had some ups and downs with um, him being on board or not. But he's actually getting ready to come and work for me here pretty soon. Or with me. Not for me. With me. <laughs> Um, so I am hoping for him to take on some accounts and just kind of create another avenue in our business. Um, and we are actually getting ready to become more mobile with our lifestyle. So we're excited about that. Mobile? Yeah. Oh, have I not talked to you about this yet? No. Oh, yeah. We're going to buy an RV. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> You're going to live in an RV? Yeah, we want to travel for a little bit. You're going to live in an RV? Yeah. I can't imagine Samantha living in an RV. We're going to buy a brand new one. (laughs) Um, All right. So my story. Oh, my goodness. So Slim is here. and He has um, a lot to say. Yeah, he's usually fine. I gave him a treat, so he should be quiet for a little bit. Um, 
I met Eddie in 2009. I was just, I just finished aesthetic school. Um, he didn't want a girlfriend. I didn't want a boyfriend. So we were just friends for a really long time. Um, he did help me start. So right out of aesthetic school, I rented right away. I rented a space. I didn't want to work for anybody. Um, and so I rented a space and he helped me a lot with that. He was supportive from the get go. He bought me some things that I needed for the space. Um, he kind of helped me get all set up. He did like the little handyman work in the room for me. Um, then he moved away. We decided to actually be in a relationship. So I moved to Connecticut and he, uh, I was only there for six months, but he, you know, I, he pretty much supported me. I worked really part time out there and he paid majority of the bills. I just paid half of my ticket to fly out there. <laughs> he drove me to and from work every day because um, I didn't want to buy a car since we were only there for a small amount of time. Um, then we moved to Guam. And, okay, Slim. He wants to make sure you tell his part of the story. He's being a little loud now. Okay, you need to stop it. He's talking back He's now. Like, yeah, and when what happened when you moved to Guam? Okay, so I moved to Guam. You got slim. And we did get slim <laughs> in Guam. We got our little baby in Guam. I also worked for some people out there and I'm just really fortunate that um my that Eddie made enough money to support us if I wasn't if I didn't have like a lot of and clients. So then we moved here to San Diego. He pretty much he was almost he was on board for everything. I got really lucky. I feel like he's kind of the exception. And I got really lucky and he kind of supported me everywhere. I think it probably would have been different if you guys if he was uh younger when you guys met and like just starting out in the military cuz then he would have made less money and it would have been harder. Yeah, I yeah, I was really fortunate that way that you know, I mean, if I wasn't making money we probably we wouldn't I don't think we would be like str we would have been struggling but I wouldn't be able to just kind of do whatever I wanted I had to be I would probably have to be a little more mm, smarter with my money um <laughs> literally when I moved here though I set it up so I had enough clientele to at least pay the salon bills like the yeah. bills for me to rent a spot and everything and I did work for someone out here for maybe a month that did not work out very well for me. That salon you told me to go to for my nails. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They they're were not in really. Anymore, so. Yeah, they're not. Um, they were really great. Or had a really cute salon. Just, I think the owners weren't ready to own a business. They didn't know what they were doing. I completely understand where they're coming from now, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's kind of like that's our stories, how we met, and I don't know. What else should we talk about with our husbands? I think I want to mention something real quick about your location. I think a lot of people are really quick to try to, um... <laughs> Slim, are you being naughty? A lot of people are really quick to try and, um, get the cutest space and the cutest spot in the cutest neighborhood... And you didn't do that, and I think that's part of the... Well, I know it's part of the reason you've been able to keep your overhead down, but um, I think it's part of the reason you're successful, honestly, because you didn't try to, like, 
go above my means. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good way to put it. I definitely um, I made it work wherever I was. I had, like, when I moved out here is when I really, like, buckled down and was like, okay, I'm going to make this work. This is going to be my business. And I kind of bought the bare minimum. And I bought a little at a time um, to make sure, like, I could pay for I mean, I just... I don't know what it is. I never, I didn't get a loan for anything ever to start a business. I always did it with whatever money that I made from my clients. And that's just how I felt like I had to do it. I felt like having a loan was just not an option. I think if I do expand one more time, I'm going to go that route and I'm going to do it big. <laughs> I'm going to like. But make... now that you have a very steady clientele yeah now a little more established but when you first started you still have yet to take out any loans Mm -mm. and i haven't done that either and i think that that's a really smart choice yeah because i'm starting out a lot of people will one i didn't want i when i met eddie my credit was really bad because the job i was at did not want to um, work around my school schedule so i had to quit my job in order to go to aesthetic school and I was working like a part-time, almost minimum wage job, and so I couldn't really afford anything. And so I had, I, my credit score got really bad. <laughs> I had not a lot of debt, but enough debt to make my credit score go pretty low. And when I met Eddie, I had to get that together. My husband's very, very good with money, very by the books, very smart when it comes to like life decisions. So I had to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go opening up a business, I don't think he, he would have thought it would be a good idea to get a loan. So I just never thought of that as an option until recently. Yeah. Because now I want to be like, I want nice floors. I want a building to be set up exactly how I want. Um, and I think now because he sees that it's a... Profitable pretty business. yeah, profitable, <laughs> pretty successful business that he would be. Not that even if he said no, if some if I really wanted to do something, honestly, would have just done it anyways. But having him support me makes it a lot more easier to make decisions. Mm-hmm. We both. Do you and Chaz think the same when it comes to business? How to run a business? No. Me and Eddie are very opposite, too. My husband's in the military. He's very, like, they don't, they, they need to respect you, and they need to do exactly what you say, this and that. That's more how Chaz is, too, and he, so Chaz is an amazing salesperson, but I will say that what he's selling, people need it more than he needs them kind of thing, and so he's able to get away with a certain type of (laughs) I don't even know how to say this like certain sales tactics that I would never use anyway but I've only ever sold things that people are making a decision to purchase based on what kind of effort they're they're willing to put in his is pretty much a necessity and Uh yours is kind of like yours is a necessity but also kind of a luxury mine's more at the same time mine's more of a luxury Um, And then you have to do work. Like, it requires work. It's, I would compare what I sell to, like, hiring a personal trainer. 
It's yeah. It's like hiring a personal trainer. It's a luxury. It's like you have to dedicate yourself or it's not going to work. And you have to be dedicated. You're going to waste your money mm-hmm. if you... So there's like those two decisions that you have to make there when you hire me. So with him, it's like he does the service for them. They do nothing. And they need it more than he needs the sale. So, And, and Eddie is a... He's been like in a leadership role in the military for a while and while there's a lot of things that he does that I wish I could do I just think certain things work for certain people and jobs different like I don't well yeah those guys are signed up for that they're not going anywhere (laughs) yeah and (laughs) They, they can't be like no I'm quitting you know but he's also very good at um making people want to work for him and want to do good for him and that is uh, I what is the word I envy that because yeah. he that I envy that skill I wish I had m- more of that skill um where I feel like in my business I want I want to also make my employees happy and I believe a happy employee works harder for you but then that I also have to think of the business like okay well if I pay my employee more can I even afford that (laughs) and stuff well well so I don't know there's a lot of things that one day when Eddie's ever home (laughs) I would love for him to teach me some of these skills that he has because he's very by the book and he does things right but he also doesn't take shit from anybody and sometimes people who don't take shit from anyone or, like, they know th- better. Like, they can kind of look like assholes. You know, that's exactly how Chaz is. And he always tells me, he t- he goes, I learned this from you. And you guys are going to recognize this. But you have to meet people where they're at and treat them how they, how they receive information. And so he has this thing where he always says you have to treat assholes like assholes. And so if you are, if they're rude to him, he'll be not necessarily rude, but stern. Wait, you said you learned that from me, too? No, no. That he learned it from me. He says, I learned this from you, Sam. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I always say that you have to meet people where they're at and and give them the information in the way that they receive it. And he says people who are rude and demanding, they respect it when you're rude and demanding back. And I have never tried that. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) I probably wouldn't. Um, but he gets results with it, and it's hilarious. So I think I'm like that with my friends, though. Yeah, you probably are. I feel like I'm kind of rude, kind of an Andy. asshole and rude to my friends. <laughs> but I, if my friends are like assholes to me, I'm just like, I mean, not literal, like not, I mean, literal, not like mean. But like, if you're just kind of like, whatever, this is what we're gonna do. Then I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. So he's like, this is you speaking in their language if you treat treat them the way they treat you. And to me, it's like, no, kill them with kindness kind of thing. So that's where we differ a little bit, too. And so... um, I don't know. Like, I mean, if someone came into the spa and they were rude to me, I would not be rude back to them. Right. Because you just don't do that. If they're rude to me, I would maybe be like, sorry, uh... But I think that's also where it comes into, like, where they need him more than he needs them. True. And our services aren't that way. Our services are both luxuries. Yeah. So 
there's like so many people in San Diego who do who own spas and who does skincare. Like, what's gonna make you choose me over them? So our sales tactics are just a little bit different. Um, I'm not saying that Chaz is like a sleazy salesperson or anything like that at all. Um, he definitely gets results. Um, but he's probably like in how I would probably picture it. Like he's just a little bit more honest with people. Like this is what is going on with your place. You need this. Like that is what it is. He tells them at how it is. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Which I kind of do that. Um, as far as like, okay, this is what's happening to your skin. Nothing is going to work unless you do this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I also cuddle my clients too. Like if they're like, oh, well, I can't afford that, then I'm like, okay, well, let's switch. You know, I compromise a little bit more, which I feel like I can do that. Like with his job, you can't. Like you have to do this, or it's going to get worse. No results. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Um. I know some people who their um, spouses aren't really on board with them starting their own business. Um, or they I th- don't support them in their current business. Yes. I think that has to do a lot with them as a person, though. They're scared. I think a lot of it is just they're scared of. The business owner is scared or the partner is the scared? The partner is scared. Yeah. Like. Or doesn't trust. I just can't imagine. Like, cause so what I'm picturing is like. So, say a family has dual income, husband and a wife, and the wife is like, okay, I want to go and do this business. This is the investment that I have to put into it. And, um, you know, we're spending that money, and then I'm going to lose the income that I'm making right now. And it's scary losing someone's income like that. Well, that's not always a good way to go about it anyway. But... Like, for me, when I started my business, I had a full-time job. So what I did was I transitioned. So I had a full-time job. Yeah, and you transition into owning your own business. And when your business is successful enough, then you can go then ahead you can and quit. Switch. So I transitioned from a full-time job to a remote part-time job. And I did that for the first year of my business. So if for some reason your partner is not on board with you starting your own business, whether it be a service provider type of business like what I do or um, an in-person service like what Hannah does or an online business or a multi-level business whatever it is out the gate you're probably not going to make what you were making at a full-time job it's just not super realistic so I would suggest doing something to kind of buffer that and really um, actually help you set your schedule because the the busier you are the better you're going to be at scheduling yourself if you have nothing to do (laughs) it's really likely that you're gonna do nothing it's not super likely that you can uphold a really tight schedule if you don't have a whole lot going on so if you have not a lot to do you might find yourself scrolling for three hours on Instagram or Pinterest when you should be marketing yourself or networking or doing you know more important things so um, what I highly suggest is doing something along the lines what I did, which was I worked for Stitch Fix for a year. They paid well, the job was super fun, and I could do it whenever I wanted, as long as I would adhere to the hours that I said I was gonna work. So I highly recommend something like that because 
it's a great buffer. And then if you know you have to work three hours today for for your part-time job, you do that and you budget that into your calendar. And then you have, you know, three to five hours for your business. I think, unfortunately, though, a lot of people are, they're just, they won't just, they won't be okay with that. I'm like, no, you need to work like a real job. There's a lot of people who think owning a business is just like not a thing. Like we'll never be able to do that. And I think them being scared and their mindset like that it's is a really what stops. Good point. Them. Um about eighty five percent of Americans have more of the loyalist slash employee mindset. Which is fine because those need of employees. us who who run businesses, we need employees, right? And it, the the entrepreneur, the true business owner mindset is actually very small. So for you and your partner to be on the same wavelength with that is actually pretty rare. So it's it's not going to be surprising if your partner isn't 100% on board right from the get-go. Chaz was always supportive, but I don't know that he had the belief that I had from the get-go. Um, I think what he saw was he saw me work really hard for other people and build other people's businesses from scratch and that built up his like belief muscle that like oh well she can do that for someone else she surely can do that for herself so with us it's a little different because he's known me since I was 14 so he had never seen me build a company before <laughs> so he didn't have anything to compare it to but I mean if you're successful in your job why wouldn't you be successful in your business like it mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. There's a lot of people who can do their job really... Like, I think I can do my job really well compared to being a business owner. I think I do my job way better than I own a business. So you think you're better at browse I'm, than I'm better at owner. doing my job than being a business owner. I completely, 100% accept it. It's, okay, I think that's fair. But would you be as good at your job if you worked for someone else? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so at all. I do. I'm a weird. I'm an. I'm the exception. I am one of those people who, honest, like I've worked for maybe, I've worked for three people doing aesthetics my whole career, um, and each time I treated I. Because in my head, yes, I'm working for someone else, but I want that client is coming to me. That is part of it. So it's like you're kind of like a half entrepreneur already. Yeah. And like, Anybody okay. Who's in the beauty industry, really. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't make my prices, but I need to make sure that client likes what I'm doing or I'm not going to get that. That client's not going to come back to me. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think for me, I had to, I don't know. I just had the mindset where, I need to work. I need to promote the place that I work in. Like the before I when I first moved out here and I rented from a space, there was three of us in there and I rented a room from a girl. But I promoted all of us. I promoted the Mm -hmm. massage therapist. The other girl did the same thing as me, but she was better at some things and I would promote her. I would take a picture of the whole space and be like your one stop shop, whatever. Like I was never the type where it was just oh, I'm just going to come to work, work, and then go home. Right. I always brought home stuff. I always brought home work. But so. that is also because you have an entrepreneur mind? Yeah. I'm weird. 
being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is a we- being weird. Is being weird? <laughs> yeah, you have to be a weirdo. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm chewing ice. I hope you can't hear it. I'm going to pause this. I ran out of water and I'm thirsty. Um, so, I don't know how much I mentioned this, but when we first, when I first started my very first business, Chaz wasn't on board. He kind of wanted me to, we had just gotten married and we were young, and he has pretty traditional way of thinking, and he wanted, you know, dinner on the table when he got home, and he wanted his laundry done and folded, and, you know, he wanted all those things, and he wanted me to match his income. And he liked that I owned a business. So he was expecting me to do all of that. Meanwhile, I also was sick and we didn't know yet. Mm. And so there was a lot going on for me. And I did work two jobs and I had a business that I did at night. And I was trying to be the perfect wife at that time. And in our first year of marriage, I kind of broke down because I did too much. And... It was rocky because he expected that from me. And so we had to have, like, some real talk (laughs) about that. Because guys don't always understand. I will say now, Chaz does way more than I do around the house. Like, way, way, way more. Um, He totally respects my position as a business owner and understands that that's priority for us. And he also helps me out with business stuff and then he definitely respects that I'm not completely healthy so he helps me with a lot of those things but it did take time and it took him seeing that I actually couldn't do it all for him to get fully on board um I start my our situation is a lot different (laughs) Eddie's never home and when he's home he's still not home He's working till like seven at night, leaves at five. And I I used to cook dinner every night. I used to have those, um, I used to want to do these things and keep the house super clean. And um, I did those things really well when I wasn't busy and I didn't have clientele. Mm-hmm. And being an owner and working in your business, um, that's like two jobs. Mm-hmm. And then I run my social media all on my own. So I run social media, I do the behind the scenes, the business owning thing, and I work on clients. So, like, people might think, like, if that's not hard, it might sound like it's not hard. I just have to prioritize whatever. It's hard. I don't care what you say. It's But, so now I maybe cook dinner. When he's home, I cook dinner maybe. If you guys hear crunching. It's me. um, I already disclaimed it. Oh, you did? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Um... Yeah, now maybe I cook dinner when he's home maybe like three times a week, twice a week, and it's usually like I do maybe one good meal. Like (laughs) one like, okay, this is going to take me time. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the nights I'm like, okay, what can I get cooked in like 30 minutes? Um, And then if he doesn't get home in time to cook, then we order food. Yeah, we do like 60-40. Like I cook most of the food like 60%. And he cooks, like, 40%. Anything on the grill is him. Um, Eddie's just not home enough to cook that much. Yeah. And Eddie cooks, like, bigger things when he cooks, huh? 
I, that's the things I want him to cook. If oh. he's going to cook, he's going to cook something that I want him to cook. So, yeah, it's like, be worth it. he grills. I think I'm a better griller than him. <laughs> Actually, I know I am. That's but funny. he's he's way better. He's way better now than before. Oh. I But I definitely grill better than, he's going to think, he's going to say otherwise. Chaz has been grilling since, I swear, he was, like, five years old. I don't know. He's always grilled. Well, Eddie's grilled forever, but I just make things better. I... Like, I grill a steak. He's great at it. And he's it's different how he does it now from when, like, I first met him, how he would grill a steak. Uh, now it's, I'm, I'm so much better, though. <laughs> and him and I, he probably won't fight me on it. Chaz totally fights me about cooking stuff because he thinks he is the most amazing chef in the world, which he, Chaz is a great cook. But I will tell you. Chaz never actually cooked anything until he met me. Granted, we were 15 when we started cooking together, but still, he never really cooked things until me. <laughs> um, and I started cooking when I was like seven or eight years old. Um, so what if you have a... Okay, sorry, I was leaning back. Um, so what if you have a spouse that is not supportive of your business I think it's hard I think you guys have to sit down and really hash out like this is what I need from you this is what you need from me this is what I'm capable of and really commit to each other and like fully compromise on things I think there's needs to be three topics in your discussion with your partner you need to explain to them uh, and you have to be open to their feelings obviously but you need to explain to them why you want to do this you need to ask and tell the other your spouse like what you need from them and what you need to know what they need from you like Mm -hmm. if they're if if it's important for them that you cook dinner say okay well let's compromise maybe i'll cook dinner these nights of the week and then maybe i'll pick up something on the way home whatever or or order something like there needs to be some kind of compromise there because you just can't you're gonna try to do everything you're gonna try to keep your house clean and it's not gonna work Mm -hmm. um i have now (laughs) i have someone who comes and cleans my house every two weeks because i just would rather spend my time my little time off that i have doing something fun anyways um and then i no, i think that's an important thing to talk about yeah because it could be that you your husband could be unsupportive because your house is a freaking disaster. And that could be all he's mad about. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, hiring somebody for 50 to 80 bucks twice a month is totally worth it. That's, you know, one or two clients for you. And you could spend that time getting clients rather than actually cleaning the house, which in my case, that is not where my skill set is. <laughs> um, I'm bomb. I could clean my house, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Yep. I'm bomb. <laughs> I if I have to one I have to be in the mood to clean, but I get yeah. into so I feel like a, a, every woman I talk to gets into these boats unless they absolutely hate cleaning. Like, oh, when I'm in the mood and I want to get things clean, I'm going to like really clean. And so I could clean this house. I could do my lawn. I mean, I me and Eddie do the lawn together usually. Um, but 
I just what knew. is the highest and best use of your time though? Yeah, and it, and it's not even honestly for me. It's just like okay, I'm gonna budget for it. Yes, it's an expense, a luxury expense. Yes, it's something that I could sa- I could save that money and do something else with. But I am going to stay sane. I'm going to keep my mind in one piece. And I'm going to have someone else do it for me. And when your house is clean, it's so much easier to work and, like, think clearly and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and as far as, like, the, the topics for conversation when you want to get your spouse on board... Like, show them how happy this business makes you. Your spouse should, your partner should want you to be happy. And if they see how happy you are doing something you love, they should want to support it and compromise and find a way that, well, they'll be supportive for it. I don't know. I just, I mean, I guess if you're in like a... If you're in a healthy relationship, it, everything is compromised. Not even when it comes to even running your own business. Just in general. There's things that Eddie would prefer I not do. There's things I would prefer he not do. But <laughs> we, we have to just... There's some... Meet in the middle. Yeah, meet in the middle. Um, the, that's kind of all the tips I have for getting your spouse on board. I've, I'm fortunate where... I don't really... Yeah, I think... I didn't really have that problem. We're both really lucky. I mean, Chaz didn't start out on board, but I think a lot of that for him was just, like, maturity and age, Mm -hmm. and the other was, like, seeing my dedication. So I think if they see your hustle and they see your dedication, you know, your spouse isn't going to get on board if you're half on board. Yeah. Also, um, at least with my personality, he kind of knows I'm going to just do shit anyway. You're going to do it anyway. Same with me. Like, he's going to tell... There's so many things I've done that I know he probably wouldn't have want me to do, but I'm just like, sorry, it's life. Well, with him, it's like, well, Eddie's not here. <laughs> yeah. And for me... He's not here, and I have to make that decision. going to just go for it. For me, I'm just going to do what I want anyway. As long as I don't lose all our money... Um, and as long as I don't die and get hurt. Or hurt anyone else. And hurt anyone else. Yeah. I think in in the end of it all, it's fine. There's so many things I've tried for my business that never worked out. I mean, employees that I've hired, they didn't work out. I tried to make t-shirts. And I knew he, like, didn't think it was, like, the greatest idea because it was a lot of money to put into it. But, I mean, it's... When you fail, you take that as a learning lesson. Learning Making t-shirts isn't always a good idea, guys. Just FYI. <laughs> Unless from the pro. you have, like, an amazing, amazing idea that you can corner. And a huge audience. Yeah, then that's, then you definitely, it's a, hard, a lot of hard work, a lot of money. But, like, even still, t-shirts, it's, it's literally hit or miss. It's insane. It's never worth the money and the time unless... You sell thousands of the same t-shirt. A hundred of the same t-shirt isn't even worth it. Um, I have a, f- a friend was just telling me the other day about this huge blogger, enormous blogger, who um, I don't remember exactly who it was, but they made this t-shirt. It was a there's an article idea. online, yeah, and she they sold seventeen shirts. Yeah, she didn't make any, and money. she had like millions of followers. Made she didn't even like get her money back. It's insane. 
So, t-shirts, I worked in apparel branding for, what, two and a half years? How long did I work there? Mm-hmm. Two um, years? Time blurs for me. I know. Um, I, if you are thinking about um, getting into, like, the apparel business, go and look up um, on Instagram, Dear Lash Love. She is doing it the right way, in my opinion. But she'll, I mean, she said her, she's told her story a million times. It didn't start that way. She, like, had to hustle. Um, anyways, I think we didn't really talk about our husbands, though. Who they are. Who they are. What they do. <laughs> Chaz is an Enneagram 7, wing 8. <laughs> All right. Eddie's an Enneagram 1. My husband's very type A. My husband is two different people. In public, <laughs> not in public, I, when he's at work, he's a different person when that, and then when he's at home with me. Eddie's like a very respectful, I think both of them very respectful, very, um, Eddie's very by the book. Chaz tries to be, but he also likes to have a good time. If it's not fun, he probably doesn't want to do it. I'm obsessed um, with my husband. <laughs> I am. I guess I am too. I am obsessed with him. I love him. Every bit of him. I, so, tell me what you think about this. I have been told by a lot of people that Chaz and I spend way too much time together. But, like, I want to be with him all the time. And we've been together for 14 years. So it's like, people are like, oh, don't you get sick of him? Don't you want time away? Don't you want girl time? I bring Chaz to all the girls' nights. Like, Chaz can girl talk it up with the best of us. He, he loves Yeah, but do you the think drama. the girls want the I don't know. That the, the girls actually enjoy him, I think, most of the time. He's funny. I like Chaz. Um, but I think initially, if they don't know him, they're probably like, why the heck is her husband mm-hmm. here? But um, I don't... Like, if I have the opportunity to be with him, I want to be with him. I don't want to be... Anyone else? Um, I don't know if I am a good an- I have a good answer for this because I'm never with my husband. So when he's home, like you never know what can happen. So when he's home, I usually spend time with him because I never see him though. But I like to go to my own job. He goes to his own job, and later we come home. I yeah. would never like just my thing. I would never want to work with him. Chaz and I have always planned to work together. So our very first business idea was that we were going to open a body shop, like a auto body shop, mm-hmm. um, when we were 18, 17, 18, we were talking about that. So Chaz used to work in auto body. He had plans to go to Wyotech and, you know, get professionally trained and all that. And then he wanted me to run the business. And I was just on board for whatever, I think. And then I started into business myself, and now it's kind of flipped. Like, he's going to jump on board with me. But I think we'd always had plans to work together. Um, we never actually have. Do you think he's going to be good? I don't know. Right now we're working. <laughs> I mean, he'll Not be that good he's not. I just want to. In whatever aspect, I think he just has to find his aspect mm-hmm. of work. Are you going to, like, make up a position for him? <laughs> I'm trying. So I told him that he needed to pitch me a, pr- a position. And he hasn't done it yet. 
Um, right now we're working what? on a project together. He, he has to, her husband has to pitch her a position. <laughs> Can you guys tell him a business person? Oh my god. <laughs> I want him to pitch me and tell me like, okay, this is the job I'm going to have. I mean, I had to do this. I always created my own positions at my jobs and I had to pitch them and tell them, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to make, and this is the result I'm going to bring to the table. So I want him to do the same thing. I don't want my employees to do that. Why? Well, no. Are in in any aspect, I want to your tell them what they employees. do. Yeah. I want to tell you your job position. I want to tell you your duties. Unless you're going to do something that, unless you have something that I really that you know I need. Like if you see I'm struggling with, then I don't want you to. Well, I want Chaz to create a different branch in my business. Mm. And he's going to be a C-level executive. He's not just an employee at all. So I want him to tell me, like, hey, this is what I'm going to start. This is what I'm going to bring to the table. This is how it's going to benefit the company. And this is what the programs are going to look like for the clients. So it's the pitch makes sense because he's starting a new branch of the business. If you guys don't notice... By now, I am like the devil's advocate. Oh, I God. question everything, but because I want to know everything. But what are you questioning about this system here? I did. I just asked you if you thought he was going to be good at it, and oh. that if I think he'll be good at whatever he decides to do, um, he just has to find his footing with it. And so, like right now, we're working on a project, and I mean, you guys can probably tell. Like, if I have the opportunity to take the lead, I take the lead, and so. <laughs> I just, I've been taking the lead on the project, and I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen when we work together. So that's why he has to have his own, like, project, separate from my project. I, no, Eddie needs to have his own thing, so if I ever want to (laughs) quit, if I ever want to, like, be done with it, then he has his own, I don't know, I just love to come home and be like, oh, hi, I haven't seen you all day. Love you. <laughs> that is something we've discussed, too, is that I want him to have his own thing, which is why he started the detail method, but he's ready to... Chaz always reverts to, like, manual labor, because that's what he knows. And so he knew how to detail really well, because he worked at a, an auto body shop, and that's what he did when he first started there. Um, so he knows detail. It wasn't anything new for him, so that's why, Is you he going to keep doing it? Um, I think he will for a while. Just depends, I guess, on if he has to or not. But right now he's take he took a little break because he messed up his hands. Um, he got three major cuts in his hand in the same weekend. Um, he's just one of those thick gloves from taking the top off the jeep, and um, he probably should have gotten stitches, but he's super stubborn. So he has taken a little hiatus, and he says it's too hot. To wash cars right now. It's too hot to wash cars. That's what he says. Oh, Chaz. Um. So yeah, that's a little bit about our husbands and how what how they play a role in our businesses and our lives. Um. Do your husbands or wives or girlfriends or boyfriends support you? We want to hear about it. What struggles do you have with that? Or we want to know your happy story about it. Yeah, or even if they're super supportive or if you're in business together. I know a lot of really great business partners that are couples. Um, So, yeah, we will see you in the next episode. 
please make sure oh we're on itunes now finally so please if you're listening on itunes rate leave a review subscribe um and if you're listening on spotify make sure to press the little share button and share this episode to your instagram stories if you're listening on itunes go ahead and screenshot and share this episode to your instagram stories tag us we will share your share um we would love for you to shout us out we'll shout you out back and thanks for letting us hang out in your earbuds today on your car radio and follow us on our own businesses business accounts um so i'm at beauty by hannah lebron i post beauty things client photos some tips and some education and some of just my life in general Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm at Octus Social. That's A U C T U S Social. And I talk about life and business ownership and entrepreneurship, mindset, and social media and marketing education. Yeah, a lot of social media and marketing. You want to get those tips and tricks. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs>